Hello and welcome to Opening the Gates to More Listings for Estate Agents with me, Simon Gates, and I'm delighted to be joined today by Mr. Ross Daniello. Ross, thank you very much for joining me. Thank you very much. Right, jumping straight into it, you've listened to a few of the episodes uh, mm. thus far that have been recorded. What's been uh, what's been a big takeaway for you from any of the episodes you've listened to? It, it, there's, there's quite a constant theme, isn't there, really, about learning? um which is obviously the premise of the podcast but it's quite interesting to hear different takes on it i thought when you've got Stephen sort of extolling the virtues of learning and learn every day's a learning day and then you've got damien who sits there and says i just i just do um and i've learned and i applied what i've learned effectively um and i think in between those two somewhere um sits a, a happy middle ground for everybody whether or not you are an academic or, or somebody yes. who you know perhaps um, you know, is quite keen to jump in and, and and learn from your experiences, really. So I thought it was really, really interesting, the sort of the polarisation of the, the different methods of learning. It was really good. Yeah, it has been interesting. The, the people I've interviewed is, as we'll appreciate, not everyone has the same learning style. Mm-hmm. It's like that. Have you ever seen that image? Where is it? You've got a fish, an elephant and a monkey and the exam is who can climb the tree the fastest of something. Like, well, <laughs> yeah. That's going to be the monkey. So it's yeah. it's really, yeah, it's really interesting to hear that everyone's got like uh, different mm. styles. But I think the constant as well in terms of lead generation has been marketing combination. Mm. Like everyone's always had a few different things that they do in their business to, to keep pushing themselves forward. It's not just... Uh, mm one size fits all and i don't know have you ever read that book called who moved my cheese uh, not yet it's on the list but not yet you should read it it's very quick easy read I should have that read in i don't know 30 something minutes mm. um but essentially the premise of that book without ruining it for you ross is don't just look in in one direction for all your leads because the tap will get turned off at one day mm. and you'll know bugger all about it um, but I think actually that's a prime example of leading into the next question, which I haven't planned on asking. Um, but in terms of the Robins list, um, early bird and yeah. uh and then how many thousands? You're over ten thousand now, aren't you? On on that. Oh, well over, yeah, yeah. I think last count was well over eleven. So yeah, and it just keeps climbing at, at quite a constant rate, to be fair. And and essentially if those people are just sat in a portal somewhere or they are Facebook followers or Facebook likes, which of course are important. They're not, they're not your data, are they? They need to be in your system. Uh, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Mike, Mike had this, um, obviously where he got it from, I don't know, but I uh, can't remember, but he, yeah, he had this, this thing he wanted to do and it was about content and, and it was, uh, sorry, Mike's our chairman for those who don't know. And uh, Mike Nettleton, the, 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 the plan was was to create a list of people who receive content on a daily basis, which was not about the market. It was about our market and, and it was what was coming on and what was for sale. And even if people aren't looking to move today, they still want to know what's coming on on their street or in their area and that sort of thing. And it, and it, it was quite powerful how quickly it got adopted by the local communities. So all of a sudden, it, it's fair to say that that those who are hearing about us on a daily basis now aren't necessarily in the market just yet. But of course, they're getting our branding put in front of them every day with content that they really enjoy and really like. So how many people flick through right moving on the market who aren't actually in the market, um, who, who are just sitting there? I mean, I remember the days 
first getting into agency when you used to send out sales particulars to people in the post who you knew damn well weren't looking to buy they just liked the look of it um and, and wanted to know more and this is the virtual version of that isn't it yeah no definitely and it's interesting a word you used there and it was the word yet mm. i speak to yeah. a lot of agents as you know in in my role uh, up and down the country every day and there's that fixed mindset at times where it's well, that's not going to work. And, I, and I'll always go, yet. Because they, it might be a bit more uh, fixed mindset where, where they might be in the country. But again, there's two sentences. But Simon, we've always done it this way. Or mm. in my local market, mm. it's like, yeah, I've got other agents in that area who are getting results. So for example, one agent has gone, QR codes don't work in my demographic because the people are too old yet. Yeah. Mm. there's another agent in that area who was using qr codes to great success mm. um so obviously at not diet and you're very very sort of quick but also methodical with it to take on new ideas and very mm. sort of innovative yeah. um do you think that keep, keeps you sort of ahead of the, the competition in terms of making sure that um obviously you're moving forward as a business but also your clients are getting getting the best outcome as well because it's uh they work in tandem don't they really yeah, I think it's it's for a number of different reasons that it's, it, it's working for us. It, it, it's working because we've got such a good market share. We're quite happy with that. We don't we we don't pretend that we've got the largest market share, but we do have you know probably one of the best average fees, um, which creates balance. Um, we also are in a position where we're forward thinking, where we're innovative. Um, it attracts new talent as well mm. uh, and it gets people to get the phone to us and that's really really important especially in today's climate where it's impossible to find um you know real quality talent that wants to move um but and those that we have brought in um we're really thrilled with what we see at the moment because they're really embracing the the, the things that we throw at them so i think yeah one of the phrase isn't it? it's it's if you're not moving forwards you're standing still and if you're standing still you're going backwards aren't you so it's yeah. it, it, for us Mike had this vision um, a number of years ago where he said, I, I wanted to create a world-class state agency. And that was his phrase. Um, and, and people just looked at him and just smirked and went, okay, Mike, <laughs> I walked away. It's like, you know, you're in Shropshire. What are you going to get out of Shropshire? Yeah. It's a sleepy, quiet, happy, traditional market county that, you know, it's a rural county that, that, that you're not going to get much out of. And he was absolutely hell bent on it. And so he surrounded himself by the, the, the team that would help him get there with the, the staff and the vision and the mentality and the coaches and the people. And, and, and he built it to what it is today with all of us embracing that innovative change that, that he was after. Um, I think it's inevitable that, that things move forward. It's interesting what you said there about QR codes. You know, we've got Ludlow there's been a standing joke in our business for donkey's years. <laughs> you know, it's different in Ludlow. Um, Ludlow is a fantastic market. We have completely dominated that um, that town for the last 18 months to two years because of Chris Kemp's uh, leverage of his team and, and getting them to work how they work. And they're just absolutely seamless and brilliant. Um, and no, you know, their average age is very old um, and, and, and they're not the most IT savvy. Huh. Um, but... Lo and behold, they've got the highest Facebook following. Um, and, oh wow! You know they've got the most interactions and, and biggest reach um, of, of, of the offices, and I think that's right. Sam, Sam our marketing manager, would probably shout at me. That's <laughs> slightly wrong, but but my understanding is that actually it's not a sleepy little town. That actually, you know, done in the right way, yeah. you can do the things that Chris is doing. 
um, Chris and his team are doing. That is really interesting to hear. And let's just pretend for a second that you are 100% accurate and correct <laughs> on that. And Sam's not going to have a go at you. Um, that's incredible to hear that, mm. that little sleepy place of Ludlow, who who are always different, have actually got the biggest reach there and audience. That's fascinating. So again, mm. for any agents listening to this, this is why I want to do the podcast is if you are a, oh, that won't work, that is a prime example. Because I think in the last, call it 18 months, we've kind of got to know each other. Yeah, I I know what what Ludlow <laughs> has has kind of has kind of been like. So that is really interesting to hear. And just going, uh, just want to expand on a couple of bits on team because I think that's so important to uh, to the results you get because you've you know you've got yourself, Mike, Tom, etc. Great leads in business. Sam's brilliant with marketing, but mm. then it all is irrelevant if the people on the ground don't buy into it. And there's so many businesses where people would be scared or not wanting to get themselves in front of camera what mm. why why is it you think the the team are getting in front of cameras because it's the kind of people that you're recruiting like you said or yeah. it's proof i think it's proof of contact isn't it i think w- w- we've got a situation in telford um where james carlon who's the senior valuer there um you know he's brilliant at what he does he's been doing it for a very long time to 20 25 years um in in the town there's not very many houses and streets he hasn't sold <laughs> Um, and he was quick to adopt the the, the video. Um, everybody's reluctant at first, of course they are. You know the Chris Watkins sort of line that nobody wants yeah. to get in front of camera until they get in front of camera. Huh. Um, but we would get phone calls for him saying that chap that we've seen on Facebook. Can you get him to come out and tell him to bring his camera? And all of a sudden, it's turned from just being high profile and trying to raise your profile of, of yourself as an individual to actually it's a lead generator of its own um so i, I mean I, I couldn't quote you the numbers now but i, I know that we've got um, one chap who's been producing videos that they're exceptional to an amazing standard and we're getting phone calls for other offices going i watch those they're really good now they're not even buying and selling in that patch but right. they want them so it makes good content and and i think once once you've got past that initial fear, and, and as I said, Chris Watkins got loads of videos about how to get past that initial fear. Once you've got past that, um, then actually it just becomes part of what you do um, because it works. I, I actually think it's quite, it can be quite addictive as well. Um, like you've just mentioned proof of concepts and I was quickly jotting that down um, because I've, I've I've gone on a bit of a... Um, I don't even know what language you use. It's been a bit of a juggernaut, like how many episodes of this I've recorded now in the last month, because I did a couple of episodes and I was like, I'm absolutely loving this. Like yeah. I'm learning things. I yeah. think the person I'm interviewing is perhaps learning one or two things off the back of a conversation we're having. And then people who are hopefully listening are learning. And then when I get messages come in, uh, or like you said earlier, my one fan where uh, you said you'd listened, uh, it, it, <laughs> well it, 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 it spurs us on. Um, but the, the the other thing, just last point on on team, um, mm. I saw, I think on LinkedIn last week, uh, you'd again, I, can you sort of elaborate for, for the listeners, the the days out you have at, at yeah. Not Dyson as a team, because that just looks what, what fantastic and what a company culture. Yeah. So. That's, well, that's the word culture. That yeah. that's the absolute crux of everything that we try to build as a business. Because with culture comes everything else. Because if you mm-hmm. if if your team buy into what your vision is, the culture comes naturally. Um, you know, we we've, we've got four core values. So it's integrity, service, loyalty, and accountability. 
you, you get those right as an individual, um, then your branch manager puts you forward, um, branch principal as we call them, um, put, puts you forward once in a quarter um, to, to go on a reward day. So they nominate somebody from their office as somebody who's really excelled, has really shown um, that ability. It's not just a rotor, it's, it's somebody who's really proven themselves. Um, and of course, we will treat them. Of course, you know, the rewards are they're there in the pay structure anyway. But, if, you know, why wouldn't we reward them with a day where, you know, we take you out of the office um, and we, this, <laughs> we've been to the races a couple of times, so Wolverhampton, Ludlow. Um, we've, we've been on a vineyard tour up at Hencote, which is a wonderful restaurant to for Shrewsbury. Um, and, and this time we did, uh, what do they call it, a hawk walk. So birds of prey, sort of handling sort of various types of birds of prey, learning about them, and then going for a lovely, sort of really, really nice lunch afterwards. And yeah, why wouldn't we do that? Because we get to know our staff properly. We get to know their motivators. We get to ask sort of questions about them as individuals. We yeah. get to know them. And that's really important because they're absolutely vital to us. You know, if they don't toe the line, if they don't get it, it's like we were saying about James Carlon earlier, you know, he he got what we were doing about video. All of them have bought into the, the things we've asked. We've just integrated a new system uh, into the business about getting clients legally prepared and onboarding them legally for solicitors um, and, and sort of almost like having a local panel that, that we introduce. And, and we were like, well, well, now that'll get on. Well, actually, they did it and they smashed it. And eight, nearly 80% of, of everything we put through the business now goes through that panel. And that's way beyond what we were expecting because the guys jump on board. They trust us. They see what we, we're planning. They, we've motivated them in the right ways. But culture is just vital to us, as it is to every business, really. Because if they buy into what we're selling as, as a company for them, and we motivate them in the right ways. Um, and that's not just by, you know, being materialistic that's by creating good experiences by creating a nice working environment by knowing that they're supported then once we've got that in place you know they buy into it um and those that don't that's fine there'll be plenty of other roles for them elsewhere i'm sure and that's great and good luck to them and we're not expecting everybody to come on board with the journey with us um we, we know that that's not a possibility you know interviews are only for 40 minutes to an hour and, and you only get to know somebody so much by that yeah. point but but yeah from a team culture perspective absolutely core to to, to 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 success for us it was interesting hearing what you said um again they get rewarded for getting results you know financially etc of course uh in any business no matter what someone says it's got to be some sort of financial uh mm-hmm. reward to um incentivize people but i love the non-materialistic side of it and and experiences because again i just bring everything back to the state agency you know i'm like a geek out on it but when you said about uh vineyard or uh what's the other thing uh, the hawk the hawk walk so you, you've got basically you've got birds of prey on your arms you're walking around a field it's it's a, an amazing experience so, so that again i can just like imagine the experience of it someone talking you through how it works and they've you know mm. mastered their craft there i'd be like okay how can i i've enjoyed my day out but also how can i bring this back into the business to move not dieting forward and then also make sure our clients get the best outcome possible um so I'm I'm really big on on experience and and customer yeah. service, and we don't talk about business. That, that's not what we're there for. That's, we're there for enjoying the day yeah. and, and rewarding and, the staff. And that's a by and the byproduct is it's it's beneficial for the business, isn't it? It's let's yeah. let's that's the relax, <laughs> chill out, yeah. yeah. Um, and actually, some of the some of the creative juice, juices will start flowing mm-hmm. when you're not talking business. It's just you know about just talking life, really, in general, isn't it? So. 
Well, it's, you know, it's that terrible word loyalty because it sounds like a self-sacrifice loyalty, doesn't it? (laughs) Loyalty is a two-way street. It's, you know, we're loyal to them. We've got a staff charter that we we let all staff members have visibility of, which very clearly says, you know, what we expect of you in very harsh and strong language. And then, you know, what you can expect from us. And and funnily enough, the, 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 the list is a lot bigger from us than it is to you is you know it's it, it we, we're prepared to give um those who who who, who provide if you like yeah um, because they you know they do they work so hard they put a real shift in we're not interested in people who work after 5 30 or before nine o'clock we want people putting a serious shift in between those hours um and, and raise those values as, as something that they hold dear to themselves as well really important for us yeah love that right Moving on to some other questions, because I, I I hadn't kind of anticipated to go down the team route, but actually when I'd seen what I saw on LinkedIn last week and then Ooh. knowing the kind of team and culture you you had, I just wanted to, to drill down a bit further on that. So moving away from that now, we've just talked about uh, service. So for you as an individual, what's the best piece mm-hmm. of service you've ever received inside or outside the industry? Can you think of a moment where you're like, my God, that was bloody brilliant? I am, funny enough, I was talking about it this weekend with somebody. Um, Years ago, in a different life, before I entered a state agency and was doing different things when I was young and youthful and had lots of energy and certainly more hair, um, I I used to stay uh, at the Chelsea Harbour Hotel. Lovely hotel, very expensive. I had no responsibilities back then, so the money was mine to just pour down a drain. Um, which I duly did um, with with without care or abandon. It just just I just got on with it, and it was it was great. It was a lovely hotel, fantastic, high quality service, and and that that's not the time where I experienced it. It was ten years later when I went back and I pulled up at the front of the hotel in a completely different car, and I got out and the doorman came over and his top hat and tails and you know all his finery and said, "Mr. Daniello, I haven't seen you for ten years," and I absolutely it made me look brilliant you know i mean <laughs> you know it just it just looked fantastic but it how amazing what an amazing experience to give somebody to 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 fit that for me was just the peak of customer experience because at that moment in time i felt like the most important yeah. person that walked through that door and there were celebrities in there the the england rugby squad but the visiting teams stay there when they come and play england you know it absolutely at that moment in time there was nobody more important than me and that is absolute quality and that's because he'd done his research he knew who was coming that day he'd seen the history of how many times I've been there or or even been there once and he knew when to expect me and there was probably a little gizmo that said that's his number plate and this is who he is and he got he hadn't got a bloody clue who I was didn't know me from Adam but that's not how I felt um and I think that's that the Maya Angelou thing that you know people remember you know how you made them feel and and, and that was awesome he's not he's not left that to chance when you've just explained well number play who's staying when was the last time they stayed like i'm just thinking now right he's got Mm. to the start of his shift and it's like right this is a dossier of everyone who might Mm. walk through the door today be prepared and he's known that back to front i can't say that this is on the same scale as that but i used to um when I was in Neg, I used to get one of the weekend assistants when I'd sort of done my viewings at the at the weekend and it was sort of quieting down towards the end of the day. I mean, I, I've probably said this on another podcast. I used to get the weekend assistants test me. So they'd they'd say a property address and mm-hmm. I'll tell you who the owners were, yeah. or vice or vice versa. 
Uh, and I was actually in the pub on Friday evening and a couple walked in. My God, they had a hell of an experience buying and selling a property through me about four years ago. It was a freaking nightmare. It was horrendous. But they walked in and uh, I didn't expect them to recognize me. I was very dressed down casual. I'd had a, I had a baseball cap on um, and they sort of walked past and turned around and I stood straight up and said, hello, Simon Gates. And, they, and uh, the guy called Chris went, I know who you are, Simon. You don't need to, you don't need to introduce yourself from your last name. <laughs> I just assumed you wouldn't recognise you wasn't like wearing a suit. Yeah. And started having a chat with them. Um, and actually, an old colleague of mine was sat yeah. with me having a drink. Valuation booked there and then. Yeah. Now they only they only booked that um, that book that sorry they only bought four years ago, and they they swore to me four years ago we are never moving house again. <laughs> it was such a painful process like it was horrific yeah. but i think again i actually remember being uh, they were buying this uh uh new build and i was stood in still i mean the 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 the, the property being built but it's like nothing inside yet and it was a bit uh there's a bit of friction between the the gentleman who 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 built it and then the the lady and, and gentleman buying it and I remember actually standing in between them when they're about to come to blows and be like, guys. And I'm like, I was like, age to be their son. And then my like my father, I was like, guys, five minutes, please. You go that way, you go calm down because we all want the same thing here. Yeah. But if you're going to get like this, it's not going to happen. So anyway, they had the, a horrific experience through conveyancing and the owner. But what I tried to do was show empathy through that and just keep them sort of going throughout. And I think there could have been a lot of people if, if it had been handled differently, where if they'd seen me in the public, oh, bloody hell, turn the other way, pretend they hadn't seen me. But it was just trying to make sure that when it, I mean, I, I not that I would have done it or would have been any good, but the developer was, yeah, being a bit of a pain on being polite. And I can't remember what it was, but it was to do with round the, round the back and sides of the bungalow uh, was digging out a trench for something I don't know I'm not uh, I'm not like that my hands are so soft because I've never done a hard day's work in my life but I said to the gentleman buying the property I was like because uh, he was going with a spade himself and digging this, and I said I'll come and help you out one weekend and he, he said Simon I really appreciate the offer but you're clueless I was like thanks just that <laughs> yeah it wasn't my uh, area of expertise but again just trying to offer those things when you know something's not fair um all right and even if it is outside of your roommate going you know what actually just as a human being i feel for them because mm -hmm. um, i'd had sales fall through um on on them the the guy they're buying through was just a nightmare so they had so many things go go wrong but i've had people in the past two and a half years ring me um saying oh such and such recommended you and i'm like i'm not an estate agent anymore um yeah. but but it's nice for them to, it's to recommend. i think it's really interesting the word you use and, and it's a big big one for me and something which i, I i'm sort of more of my career or real certainly with the people around me that I, I try and instill and that's empathy empathy is the most important thing in our business systems and processes are vital to making sure a business runs smoothly that's absolutely core we know that um you know everything from the Stephen brown quote which i love which is you know what gets scheduled gets done and and you know all of these things we know you know the john paul's of this world and we've got we've got um tom skelly who's our vice chairman and ops director who who systemizes our business he was absolutely core to making us run the way we run right now but it's the application of those systems and processes um 
that that makes a difference. It's like McDonald's, isn't it? You know, we all know that McDonald's is the 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 sort of the pinnacle of systems and processes. Do this, that will happen. Um, they're a real estate company that churns out burgers. Do it that way, and everyone makes money. With this, this is quite simple. We all know it. So put bread there, sauce there, burger patty, lettuce, gherkins that people are going to throw away. Put the other one on top. Put them in a put 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 them in a in a packet and give it to the customer. We can all put those in 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 order, but if unless it's done with a bit of care, it just looks like a mess in a box, doesn't it? And that's the most important thing is if you care about what you're doing, the application systems and processes, and the customer experience goes through the roof, and people remember it, and that's exactly what you just put there. That you know what you needed to do to get that job done, and it's how you do it that makes a difference. Yeah. So you've said system processes. Um out of some other bits in there you might have already said this but yeah system processes technology mm. uh technique let's say for example mm. um all, all those sorts of things that are needed application of course but all of them really just yeah don't don't work unless you have a bit of empathy um okay. and it was it was uh, and i used to always say when i used to come up against lower fee um online in inverted commas every agent's online but an online model uh i'd say to people yeah that's great that you've got this piece of technology that allows you to do things from your phone that's really really good but that is not going to provide any empathy and when people are buying and selling you're going to see the best and the worst of them um but it's interesting you said about mcdonald's and processes because i was like absolutely agreeing with everything you said and i don't know whether you saw this it was on linkedin a few weeks ago and i think it might have been in the middle east or something but Mm -hmm. Uh, McDonald's had an order come through, like Deliveroo, Uber Eats, whatever it is, one Mm. of those things. And they had a bit of empathy because they actually put on like a with compliment slip. We noticed you ordered your McDonald's from hospital. We hope everything's okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, All those systems and processes, which obviously are fundamental, yet there's still some empathy. Yeah, that's a massive thing, isn't it? It's it's such a small thing that has a massive impact, and that that our our job doing what we do as estate agents, the world is full of things like that. You know, full of opportunity, and it's those little moments that 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 stay ingrained in people's minds. And and I think you know your your offer of picking up a spade and and helping out, it it does it. You know, it, the likelihood of them asking you to do it. No, they're not going to ask you to pick up a spade, but they'll remember the fact that you were prepared to do whatever it took to help them out, um, and that's ultimately what we're all about. And and the client, the developer, would remember that as well. It's like you know, he's obviously putting a shift in here to make sure that we can get you know our job done and, and move on to the next project. It's those little things that make a massive difference. Yeah, absolutely. Um, right, you said service marketing. Mm-hmm. Is there a piece of marketing uh, that springs to mind that you think, my God, that was? that was class and it, it can be your own as well by the way it can be not tight um i think anything that involves human interaction but two-way uh, and and doesn't i think it's really important to make sure that, that there's no that there is no one specific in my mind and that's going to be a really boring answer sorry Simon. but <laughs> um, it, it i think the, the world is full of it isn't there where we sit there and, and we laugh at a at an advert and we go yeah those are brilliant there aren't they because they 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 pull on the human element i think from our perspective um from a knock dieting perspective the key is we we know what people think of us as our patch you know we, we, we're, we're deemed to be sort of you know, 300 to 500 is our core market we're not going to be the cheapest 
um, competitors, you know, probably talk in less favourable terms about us in terms of what we do, but we get the results. We've got proven track record. We're capable of doing what we're doing, and actually, we try and create the customer journey in the best way possible. You know, success and was it customer service is the best form of marketing? Yeah. Seth Godin, and I think it was mentioned on the the, the um, Million Dollar Agent podcast the other day. It, it, it does. It's referrals. It's it's that. It's that recommendations, though that's the best form of marketing you can get. I'm, I'm trying to have a log burner installed in our house at the moment. There are all these big companies around us. We know them all. They're all very famous. But it's it's a chap who's a chimney sweep that we've got coming to do it. He's going to go and buy it. He's going to come and put it in our house. He's going to do all the work. And, and that's not because he is an installer of log burners. It's because we know five people who he's done it for, and he's done a really, really good job. He's not hugely expensive, but he cares about what he's doing. But he's he's got that referral, and that's the best form of marketing. Because if you pick up the phone, you don't have to have the best websites, and you don't have to, yeah. you know, you don't have to have the best marketing materials and all the rest of it. Those things are great, and they complement your business. But it's about doing a good job in the first place. This is why the the the, the, the sort of smaller EXP operations, the, the, you know, the bespoke agents and the, you know, such like they they will do well because they they're going on the brand, um, and and that's what you know we say about personal brand. Well, personal brand is to secure referrals. That's what that's ultimately all about, um, and to build confidence and trust. Um, for us, if you can get that, and then you can back it up by a good website, effective yeah. marketing, our Robin's list utilizing the likes of the home search tool that we do in the manner in which we do if you if you wrap that up in nice wrapping paper with those sorts of good marketing activities that's quite a powerful combination and it's not one thing um you know despite what gary keller says sometimes <laughs> more one thing is, is, is more important it's it's the combination um that's that's the powerful thing thank you for the plug for home search there uh by the way <laughs> Uh, Fiverr in the post. Uh, yeah. Well, you keep waving your cup with home search written in front of Subliminal <laughs> <laughs> message. Subliminal message. Uh, for, yeah, for the listeners who obviously can't see, I have got a lovely home search branded coffee mug um, or flask or whatever you call it. And actually, that's probably the first time I've been drinking out of it on a podcast. But now that you've just done that, I think every podcast I record, yeah, uh, I'm going to have that. Um, apart from home search, um, what's, what's another piece of tech? be it PropTech, a mobile phone app, a Chrome extension, a website that, that you guys use at Not Dighton um, that you think um, other agents should be looking at? Um, I think from... Well, obviously, we built that agents response on Mike. Um, yeah. It has built agents response, and that has had a huge impact on our business in terms of providing quality leads into the business. Uh, or, or should I say removing the not so quality leads yeah. is probably the best way to put it um and testing the integrity of the individuals who, who are applying for uh, lettings details at 10 o'clock at night um when they perhaps come back from the pub it's a, it, it's, a it's a great system I, and i've massively oversimplified it there and not done it any form of justice at all but the long and the short of it is is a gatekeeper between um you know quality applicants and ourselves and, and only letting in people who are who, who are not going to be wasting everybody's time including our most specifically our clients of having viewings and, and what have you but it's also a great way of filtering um opportunities so you know when they get a lead in uh, uh, that comes through they can see you know whether that chap the chap or lady needs a, a, a mortgage whether they need a solicitor it filters down what their requirements are the motivations abilities needs and it's embracing 
you know all the things we've learned as agents uh, and and mike has worked really hard with the the it guys to put this together um into being a tool that is hugely powerful for a business um the idea is is it it sort of removes the opportunity for error um and gives the 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 negs and the the teams in the offices every opportunity they have to capitalize upon a lead but also get to know that person before they pick up the phone um and and that's really really important but the most from a technology pick it up and hold it piece of equipment that you need it's just a phone yeah you you know damien merry didn't isn't going to go stratospheric in the way that he has and will continue to do so because of just because of the one thing of of, of let's say home search or, or or his whatever crm system he uses it's because he picks up the damn phone and it's because he knows his clients he knows his applicants that the tyrone ashes of this world and his 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 sort of gang of merry followers you know that they, they will do well as individuals the, the fine and country teams through sean newman and the rest of them they will do well because they know their applicant database and that's ultimately the key they think like entrepreneurs and they pick up the day they pick up the phone and the minute that a negotiator realizes that picking up the phone is not the worst thing that you can do with your day yeah. um, it's actually the best thing you can do with your day because it will create opportunity for you but you've got to be patient because it will pay off um yeah the world sun- suddenly starts to feel and look a lot different doesn't it yeah i i love what you're saying there about about the phone and uh actually yeah it, it will pay off um one thing you were uh saying there i don't know um you you said about uh what was it reducing the opportunity for error what did you say mm. is that uh, what you said yeah yeah removing the opportunity for removing, error yeah. removing that's it removing the opportunity for error have you ever heard of the japanese phrase poker yoke uh, no okay so <laughs> this is something i've been talking too about. early in the morning for a sarcastic <laughs> quick not, comment. Go on. um so i've been talking about this at, at home search for for well over a year now i might have actually got it from one of the like Seth Godin daily emails, mm. I think. And I've had to put it on my screen uh, over here to just remind myself exactly of it. But basically, it's a Japanese term that means mistake proofing or inadvertent error prevention. Okay. So what they yeah. found was, and I'll get this terribly wrong, but in an automatic car, and I'm not an automatic car driver, so th- this mm. isn't necessarily relevant for me, but you had to put your foot on the brake to enable you to put it in gear or something and then go and the reason they're doing that was people were just putting their foot on the accelerator and driving straight into a wall right yeah. that's where this like pokey comes from it's the same thing as like in an elevator for example they have like um detectors so if someone is in the door of the elevator it will stay open or, or open mm. again so it's got a detector there so yeah um removing mm. the opportunity for error um i think is is vitally important i think again that's what when you're saying about agent response you said about like the 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 quality of leads but actually it's not just getting i look back at at 2019 i bore people all the time with kpis of 2019 my last full year in agency but i was obsessed with doing more market appraisals just thought more market appraisals means more money but actually the one thing in 2019 that changed from 2018 my conversion rate went up and the profit went up considerably so it wasn't more appraisals needed it was actually go and speak to the people already in your database and double down on the service you're providing them figure out who are the ones who are going to move and make you potentially money and make sure that you 
do a much better job than your competition. And I looked back and I was like, oh my god! So I didn't need more appraisals. It's a bit like agents come uh, come to come to us and say, right, I need to send out a campaign. I'm like, okay, what are you looking to achieve now? Oh, I need more market appraisals. I'm like, okay, well, I know you've had 50 appraisals booked through using home search from one degree or another. How's your nurturing going with those? Yeah. And they're like, silent. I'm like, just go go pick up the phone, <laughs> go back, speak yeah. to these people, see see where they're at with things um, on that. So, yeah, uh, just on that point as well, To as we sort of come towards uh, the end of the podcast, um, I hope you don't mind me uh, sharing this, but I'm going to uh, seek forgiveness rather than permission here, Ross. I remember <laughs> us having a conversation a few months ago and you talked about uh, the, pot, the pipeline at Not Dighton. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned about a percentage that couldn't technically exchange or complete through lack of onward chain being completed. Absolutely. And yeah. I remember saying to you, I was like, well, Ross, obviously you're going to, you're using, you using home search you're like no no you don't you're not you're not listening simon obviously you weren't rude like that but (laughs) you're like no simon you're not listening it our figure would have been even higher of a percentage that uh would potentially uh not have a complete chain without home search and uh interestingly uh, one of my colleagues was on a call on friday and the person they had done a demo with said 20 percent of their fall throughs so twenty percent of what fell through was because the owner couldn't find an onward property. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent, and, and and that's that's something which we had we spotted quite early uh, that was becoming a, a bigger bigger problem. And of course, with interest rates going up, it's created even bigger problems. Yeah. The longer it takes people to get themselves sorted, the more expensive the mortgage is going to be, the more challenging it's going to be for them to to actually fund that, especially with with cost of living, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, I'm conscious. I don't know when you're putting this out, but I, I, I'm assuming things won't have changed very much by the time it does go out. But yeah, what we what we did is we we utilize we we put a marketing package, if you like, together called Beyond the Market, which gave us the ability to utilize utilize home search to go out and find properties and encourage people to come to the market because we knew that there were applicants there who who simply could not find um, find the properties they were after. So we said, well, tell us what you're on. We'll go and find it. Yeah. So we would utilize home search with you um to, to giving us some good guidance and and that opened doors for us so we were going through those doors we were introducing people we were getting them sold um getting these houses sold and all of a sudden we would be doing it off the basis of the fact that those homeowners will go don't worry about finding a house we'll go out and find one with you we'll, we'll help you with that they won't be on the market so we've created two opportunities there to to get a house to market and then to hopefully try and get another one and, and build a yeah. chain above and eventually that's going to run out of steam isn't it because you're not always going to find the next opportunity for somebody so we realize that actually there is a number of people who actually we can't find or we can't help them find their next property because it just because the world works like that not because we're not capable but it's just because it just works like that sometimes so you know the world was moving very very fast at the time and 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 it it was struggling to keep up with itself or certainly those activities so all of a sudden we found a situation where we've got lots of people who are buying houses or certainly agreeing a deal on houses that couldn't be sold because the vendors that have no one would purchase or rental that's another challenging situation you know it's very hard to find a rental at the moment um so we we realized that the pipeline had to be split into two um and that actually our current everyday pipeline of houses houses with chains that were complete was staying 
pretty good actually it was getting quite hefty and we were quite pleased but this this secondary pipeline that we built of, of incomplete upwards chains because of the activities the proactive activities that we've done was getting bigger and bigger and it's still getting bigger and bigger um but it's how we deal with it that's the key so what we're doing is we're really focusing on those in terms of we're not putting them to our sales progression team. The offices are still keeping hold of those. We're not instructing solicitors. We're not sending out memos, which obviously it makes a lot of sense. And, you know, it's good practice. Yeah. But the emphasis then is on our offices to go out hunting for those houses for people to spot the opportunities. And these are the hottest of hot buyers that you could you could possibly expect. If you're on the market with Dr. Dighton and you can't find an onward purchase, then you can guarantee that we're going to prioritize you. And that became quite a quite a project and then of course you know interest rates go up and, and and cost of living goes up then all of a sudden uh you know we've got to really sharpen our focus down to the sort of the minutiae the details of what we're looking at because interest rates are going up as we said offers are running out you know we've got six months worth of time scale to play with and if we don't get ourselves sorted in that it doesn't matter how patient the vendor's being yeah. if the vendor's if the vendor's being patient to the tune of six months to a year well sorry you're going to lose your buyer so we, we need to work hard on on getting new buyers. So it created um, opportunity, but it also created problem, and we had to we had to adjust and adapt to, to resolve those quite quickly and spot it before it became a problem. And we think we're, we're we're pretty ahead of it actually. But that's the biggest threat to everybody at the moment is this this situation of mortgages, uh, the offers running out. Um, yeah, definitely. I think, I think you. I think yeah, it made a hell of a lot of sense there on the literally someone could have an offer accepted today mm. and in a few weeks time they could be looking at their finances going bloody hell actually it's not quite so i think that's where it's so vitally important again having empathy but mm. also spotting opportunities or mm. spotting something that needs nipping in, in the bud mm. and i think that as the market does potentially turn that is where you know every how many times are we seeing it on social media at the moment oh, i can't wait for the market to turn because that's when us best performing agents do yeah. the very very best and it's like um well yeah we'll we'll, we'll see when when that happens and yeah. uh, i think that some of the bits you said spotting opportunities um the systems and process is going to be important yeah. out questioning the competition is going to be important when the market changes uh empathy is going to be uh important um as well um so Last question for you, Ross, because you've given lots of great advice on this podcast. But I want to know what's the best piece of advice you've been given in your estate agency career. Um, <laughs> pick up the phone. Um, <laughs> yeah. it's probably, it's probably the best one. Don't don't be afraid of it. No. The um the the. It was a completely torn apart phrase um, is is you're judged by the um, questions you ask, not by the answers you give. Um, and I think that's a really important one. That's a there you go, bit, of, bit of French philosophy for you. That's Voltaire. Um, completely destroyed, by the way. That's not how he said it, but it's 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 completely <laughs> destroyed for my for me to understand it better. If, if you I was taught this by by somebody who I worked for a number of years ago, who was an exceptional agent. Um, and he is all about picking up the phone and just using that. And Matt Giggs is another one, brilliant at that. He helped us in a, in a huge way a number of years ago. And he gave little snippets of advice from time to time, but mostly just ask questions. Mm. 
constantly asked questions and we we hold him up in great esteem we think we you know we think he's fantastic um but honestly he he just asks questions and that's the key um if you keep asking questions people will find out more about you than you realize um but also it will make them feel more invested in as an individual and that's where empathy comes in um and that's why it's important because people will feel bought into you know you're doing it right now you created this podcast and you 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 ask questions and people people love that they love coming on it they love hearing the answers to it and and it's a it's a hugely important thing for the industry because we're sharing what we know um you know you, people learn more about us as individuals they learn more about the industry they learn more about what they're capable of and it ultimately comes down to the more questions you ask it's not just about what you learn it's what others learn about you and i think that's really really important yeah love that um Lee Woodward says it a lot in Australia of statements get judged, questions get answered. Mm. Um, yeah. What you're saying, Matt, is absolutely spot. I remember having a coaching session with me, um, having a coaching session with him, sorry. And like over a coffee, I was like, Jesus Christ, this guy, this guy's like figured me out. Um, yeah. And it was through those questions that three years ago, he said to me, Simon, you geek out on this data stuff. I've got this Aussie guy coming on a webinar. Yeah. You'll like it. And, and, the rest is history so yeah i think that yeah matt asked some mm-hmm. amazing questions and uh just last point on questions i bore people all the time with this but you mentioned mcdonald's earlier mm. right two questions they ask no matter what store you go in do you want to go large do you want fries with that mm. and how many billions of pounds do they probably make a year mm. from asking those two simple questions and when you mentioned about agent response earlier whether it's a computerized system or Again, that that's there to remove the opportunity for error. Um, but just asking those questions is going to get you some fantastic answers. It's like it's like is it Starbucks or Costa? I can't remember when they ask if you want to go large and they charge you an extra pound. They don't put any more coffee in it. They just put water, hot water. How much does hot water cost? You know, and it, it, you know, you ask those questions and it unlocks an awful lot for people. You know, for the business specifically. And and I think that's yeah, you're, I think you're spot on there. It's. It, it, it asking the right questions in the right way through the right systems uh you know all of us it's like with us do you, you you need a mortgage how, how have you have you worked out your budget are you, are you sure you know yeah that's all you can afford you know maybe we can get you a little bit more and it's asking the right questions in the right way um but consistently doing it and, and making sure you constantly ask and that's you know another Stephen brown c word isn't it it's you know consistency is key um keep plugging away and pulling threads and it happens I don't think an episode has gone by that I've recorded without the word consistency uh, consistent being there. Um, so you've said consistency there. And then I liked what you, you'd said, and it's going to be a good way to, to end the podcast. So was it the right questions in the right way with the right yeah. systems? Is that what you said? Yeah, backed up by the right systems. Yeah, I always ask the right questions in the right way. So, you know, we, we, all, we all know, do you need a mortgage? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm not, I'm not telling you more about it because you're going to try and sell me something. You know, if you ask that question the right way, they'll tell you everything you need to know. Um, but that, again, comes back to empathy, where you've got to listen to the person and you've got to ask the right questions in the right way um, to get all the answers. And people will open up. And that's, that's you know, that's what it's about, isn't it? It's not about houses. Uh, it's about people. And that's what it's all about, really. Absolutely. There you go. I think that's a great way to end for everyone listening. It's not about houses. It's about people. Um, I think that's absolutely spot on. So, Ross, I just want to say thank you very much for being such an amazing guest. You're more than welcome. It's a pleasure. Thank you, Simon.